Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash life coach radio that's audibletrial.com slash life coach radio and now here's today's show good afternoon everyone and welcome to making inspired choices with coach linda i'm your host linda stevens jones a certified christian life coach i'm always happy that you tuned in but i'm thrilled to have you here today as it's a celebration of the show's one-year anniversary. Yay! (laughs) My, how the time has flown by. I think of the day when Russ Carey, the head of Life Coach Radio Network, invited me to host a show. I was nervous, but I said yes because I decided to practice what I coach. (laughs) I tell clients that fear and uncertainty are not stop signs, so off I went. First, talking to my spouse, Spike Jones, who was very supportive. Frankly, this show would not have worked out like it has over this year without Spike's support. He's helped with every aspect of making this show happen, from finding guests and marketing the show all the way down to sound checks. So I send a huge shout-out of thanks to my beloved Spike. After I talked to Spike, next I spoke to a media veteran, Reverend Lou Phillips. He assured me that this was doable. (laughs) Lou was one of my inspiring guests this past summer, and he's been a huge behind-the-scenes helper, too. A big shout-out to you, Lou. You are one generous friend. To any of you who are listening for the first time today, this show is about uplift and encouragement. I will share that I had a vision for this show as one way to reach folks out there who might feel alone or not understood or they just need an uplift. I figured I knew some folks who might agree to share their inspiring life stories and lessons. So after some rudimentary training on how to do a broadcast, I was ready to go. The person I knew I wanted for my first guest said yes, and so it began on November 10, 2015. (laughs) And that first guest, Lonnie Williams is back with me today. All right. I'll introduce him again in just a few moments. Before I do, I want to share today's topic. It's the one-year anniversary of the show. I'm particularly thankful for that. But our topic today is all about gratitude, thankfulness, being grateful, Yes, let's get ready as Thanksgiving is next week. And frankly, last week was a really hard week for many of us. 
So let's see if we can intentionally focus on our blessings and reflect on what we're most grateful for about 2016. I have a quote on the computer screen today that is worth every one of us reflecting upon. What if you woke up with today only the things that you thank God for yesterday? I'm going to just let that sink in a moment. Isn't that powerful to think of? What if you woke up with today only the things that you thank God for yesterday? Mm-hmm. Here's another thought-provoking quote I found. <clears throat> Be thankful for what you have. You'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. That statement is a phenomenon that I've seen play itself out over and over. Here's another way to put that. When you focus on being grateful, you find more and more to be grateful for in your life. Special guest and I will be talking about this topic of having a grateful, thankful way of living. Let me introduce him right now. My guest is a dear friend and brother, Lonnie Williams. He is a retired senior vice president of Scientific and Commercial Systems Corporation, SCSC. Lonnie's stellar performance includes a record of managing cross-functional staff of up to 300 people, including supply, equipment, facilities, transportation, human resources, training, public safety, and other fields. He led SCSC its selection for NASA's highest quality award, the George M. Lowe Award in Recognition of Superior Logistics and Administrative Contract Operations in the areas of customer service and cost control during a period of change and austere budgets. Lonnie is a veteran, a retired Army Lieutenant Colonel, having served honorably for a 20-plus year career with the United States Army Corps of Engineers, managing, planning, and programming engineer construction projects from minefields to bridges, from airfield runways to buildings. He was also responsible for manpower management programs and equipment procurement at the highest levels of the United States Army, which include contact with engineer agencies of several foreign governments for exchange of construction techniques and ideas. Lonnie has traveled extensively, visiting or working on six continents and in all but four of the United States. He is a man of great faith in God and love for his family and others. He serves, loves, and gives wholeheartedly as a trustee, choir member, and in several other ministries at the Antioch Baptist Church in Fairfax Station, Virginia. Undoubtedly, again today, Lonnie will have rich stories to share that you don't want to miss about his diverse life experiences and challenges and the ways he's triumphed over those trials and experiences. 
Ladies and gentlemen, what a blessing to welcome back my first guest, Brother Lonnie Williams. Lonnie, thank you for being here again a year later. Oh, thank you so much, Linda. Certainly glad to be here today, and it's my pleasure to be here today. Thank you. It doesn't feel like a whole year has gone by. No, you're right about that. It sure doesn't. It's uh, it's, uh, a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know there are a lot of stories going on. You talk about stories that are shared amongst family members. And my mother used to tell me that there's uh, the older that you get, son, the more time that you have on this earth, it looks like the days just fly by. Mm-hmm. But uh, we keep ourselves busy in the Lord, and it's it's all uh, I count it all joy. Amen. <clears throat> I can't think of anyone I'd rather have here to help me celebrate this one-year milestone. And you know, well, I'm, I'm telling you if you did not know, and I'm telling our audience, that first show with you, your interview, had the highest ratings ever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I share it. Glory to God. That is Amen. Right. Amen. Now, I've shared some of your bio with the audience already, but what is something I didn't mention that you'd like our audience to know about you? Uh, let's see. Uh, did you uh, use the word shy in there anywhere? Oh. <laughs> that, that would be my first uh, edit to, to the bio. In fact, you told me a few things that i just about forgotten. Mm. But uh, there are some uh, rich stories associated with uh, the military experience and the government uh, commercial experience after I retired out of the military. Then mm-hmm. as we go through the program, we might be able to share, but... Uh, I guess the one thing that stands out in my mind about myself is that I consider myself a family man mm-hmm. after being a godly man, a family man who has uh, very, been very blessed to have a family that uh, God looks down upon each and every day of our lives. Amen. Absolutely. You know, <clears throat> I love that you threw the word shy out there, which anyone who knows you knows doesn't apply, but I thought I'd ask, for our newer listeners who may not know you, what are three or four personality traits that you would use to describe yourself to a stranger or someone who doesn't know you? Well, I think uh, you might start off with when you first meet someone, you're about to meet someone. Uh, you start to gain, it's it's kind of automatic. You start to gain an opinion about them even before you come up to what I call uh, coffee breath close distance. <laughs> you're, you're, you're approaching them and, and you're trying to give off these vibes and give them some idea about you being a friendly person, uh, more business-like, crisp, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, you just want to establish an initial contact with them. So I guess the first gestures, the first greetings that you have mm-hmm. uh, and that I try to portray are one of kindness mm-hmm. and cheerfulness. Mm-hmm. I think you start off with that and then you go from there. But all of those other deeper things like patience and uh, obedience and willingness to do things and flexibility, mm-hmm. uh, things like that are something that people will determine from you as you get to know them and they get to know you. Mm-hmm. Initially, on the first meeting, the, the best you can do, uh, if you're me anyway, is just determine that uh, the relationship that you've established in that short greeting is, is, is fine and it's cheerful mm-hmm. or not, as the case may be. Uh, you might have heard me say that my mother tells me, or used to tell me, and the family, other family members, that she meets somebody new within five seconds, 
she can tell if that person is a child of God or not. Really? And I'm not sure that I could ever do that, but, uh, you know, meeting someone at the uh, stores, or the mm-hmm. Wegmans, or the Home Depots, mm-hmm. or the H.H. Riggs, or, or just in a casual conversation, even at the, the worship center, mm-hmm. uh, you get a feeling, you get a certain feeling in the, in the exchange of words or a glance or just a simple God bless you. Mm-hmm. Uh, an example would be uh, playing the attendant when I was cashing out at uh, Home Depot just a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I said, God bless you to the attendant when I left. And she she stopped me and she said, sir, can you just stop a minute? I said, yeah, sure. Uh, you don't know how much that meant to me. Mm-hmm. And I was saying it out of that. That's what I do. That's, yes. When you see me, that's who I am. I, yes. I'm going to say God bless you if I have an opportunity. Mm-hmm. In her case, it looked like it was something that she needed to hear at that particular moment. That's for such a time as that, that was perfect for her to hear. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's it's kind of, uh, I, I won't say that it's trite, but it's, it's certainly something that you'll hear me say about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I can attest to that. Um. Well, today I want to reflect on 2016, um, and as you said, how this year has flown by. Um, What is a favorite story or anecdote that you've picked up this year? Well, actually, I have a couple, uh, if if we have time for them. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Doris and I were very blessed to be able to go to a cruise out to the Gulf here uh, several weeks ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's something very recent that happened. And we had uh, flown down to New Orleans, spent a couple of days there before the five-day cruise, got back from the five-day cruise, and, again, stayed over for a few days in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the last day, the day before we left, uh, I wanted to have a New Orleans breakfast, if you will, something different than your IHOP or mm-hmm. your Golden Corral or something mm-hmm. or your McDonald's. And want that, I wanted something traditional New Orleans. So. Mm-hmm. Looked on the internet for about 30 minutes. It took a little while. Mm-hmm. Looked on the internet for about 30 minutes, and I found a place called the Old Coffee Pot. <laughs> well, you can envision this old creaky place with wooden floors that uh, probably had some sawdust on them. <laughs> and uh, there was a bar that was still there from the good old days, uh, a bar like where people drank or sat and mm-hmm. drank coffee or whatever they, they were drinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, the atmosphere was uh, pretty cozy. Mm-hmm. It was an old townhouse that had been converted into a restaurant. Yeah. And so you get the idea of the old wrought iron all around the place and mm-hmm. flowers. And uh, the wait staff there that was dressed in the traditional uh, period type wear. Yeah. And so we said our selection, we thought, was great. Mm-hmm. So we sat down there, and I ordered just about half of everything on the menu. <laughs> and uh, it turns out that Dolores' and my meal cost together it was about $40. I mm-hmm. had no idea at the time. Mm-hmm. But after we had placed our order, uh, let me show this up. After we had placed our order, uh, the waitress came back to the table. Uh, I said, yes, yes, what is it? She said, the uh, couple across the room has just paid your bill. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm dressed in, uh, casually, but I have mm-hmm. on my Vietnam veteran cap. Mm-hmm. And this gentleman who had paid for our breakfast I was walking toward the door, so I cut him off. He was the gentleman that paid for my breakfast. By this time, I'm in tears. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, this is the first time this ever happened to me. Uh, and I asked him a few questions about where he was and did he live there. He was visiting just like I was. He was from New York City, and they were on their way to the airport. But he saw the Vietnam veteran hat, 
And he said, I didn't serve. I'm too young to have served, but this is my way of paying back. And I said, well, you know, I spent a lot of time looking for this place. Mm-hmm. And the good Lord put me in this place for a reason. And his mother and daddy and his wife were there. And the five of us, six of us, mm-hmm. sat there in the middle of that 20 by 20 foot room and prayed. And it place quieted down to a whisper wow. where everybody in there was praying with us at that moment. Oh, wow. And he was in tears. His wife was in tears. His father, his mother. He said this this was a moment that was meant to happen mm-hmm. after he, he learned my name. Uh, but it's that kind of uh, anecdotal experience that reinforces your faith in, in mankind. Mm-hmm. I know the Lord is good. I know the Lord is always out there. Mm-hmm. So when you see examples of that, particularly in light of the things that were happening in the political arena, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you say there's still hope. Yeah, that's the hope that we all hold on to. Oh, beautiful. Now, beautiful. I, I, you know, if I if I might continue, I yeah. I, I learned something mm-hmm. a, little, a little bit later from mm-hmm. somebody I was speaking with on the phone. And basically they said this, and this type of a blog show, this type of a talk show is one that really gets me excited for this reason. Uh, what she said tied it all together. And this, here's what she, she said. Um, if you're not sitting at the table, well, this is not prolific, but it, it just made sense. Mm-hmm. If you're not sitting at the table, mm-hmm. then you're probably on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> And after it stuck in, and what I was wow. thinking about, that, you know, all of the things that you and I as Christians do on a daily basis, uh, when we get up in the morning, we have devotion, mm-hmm. and when we go to our Bible studies at different times of the week, a month, whenever mm-hmm. it is, when we associate with other Christians in the little meeting at the end of the hall, at room 202 or mm-hmm. room 400 or the mm-hmm. multi-purpose room, wherever it is, mm-hmm that you are gathering around in these small circles, and people sometimes think we're strange ones on the outside. But the truth of the matter is, if you're not sitting around those tables, those blog tables and this type of a table and those Bible studies and ABI and all those kinds of things, then, yeah, then it's it's highly likely that you don't have the hope that all of us have. True. So all of what she was saying was starting to go together. So it was, it's kind of anecdotal, mm-hmm. but I started to try to apply it to different circumstances, and I've shared it since then, even with my uh, my family, my mm-hmm. son. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I I'm getting what I'm getting a gleaning a more uh, substantive meaning of that. Yeah, if you're maybe. not at the table, you're likely on the menu. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, you can you can play with it. It's a play on words. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. We we had fun uh, talking about it. The lady and I, she clearly was a Christian as we were discussing mm-hmm. uh, some other subjects altogether. Um, you know, every guest who comes on the show, I like to have them. I mean, you are, and a phrase that I got from you actually, you are top shelf no dust in my book. And I know people who may be listening who don't know you, but there are people who just see how you handle life and they sometimes think you don't have any hard times or trials. I'd appreciate it if you just talk about maybe a couple of trials that you've experienced this year. Yeah, let me address that maybe upside down. Um, 
by, by, by starting off with this. Um, over in Matthew, uh, it's discussed, amongst other things, uh, the temptations of Christ. Mm-hmm. And as he went through each one of the three trials that Satan uh, put him through, mm-hmm. he always went back to the Word. Uh, Satan knew that he had been out there fasting for so many days, mm-hmm. and he said, if you're the Christ, and turn these stones into bread. bread. And his answer was something like, man, does I live by bread alone? Mm. And on and on and on. And he asked him to throw himself off of the, one of the tallest pinnacles that mm-hmm. they were, uh, that was near them, mm-hmm. and that the, the angels would uh, keep him from falling and hurting himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, the third one was bowed down yeah. and uh, inherit all of the kingdom of the world that, that he showed him. And, and so... My feeling about uh, trials is if Christ had to go through those trials, then who am I not to think that I have to go mm. through those same kinds of trials mm. or worse? And there is a furnace of affliction that some of us go through, and I've been very blessed not to have gone through some, mm-hmm. but have gone through some. But there are trials every every single day of my life that uh, right on television, all of the different uh, adult shows that are on mm-hmm. that you have to make conscious choices mm-hmm. to avoid. Mm-hmm. There are trials out here in the world when people uh, cut you mm-hmm. off and uh, do things out there in the traffic mm-hmm. that, uh, as my mama used to say, uh, some words need to be said. <laughs> but I, 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 I resist from saying those words mm-hmm. or resist from doing those kinds of things. So all of the trials that uh, and, and you know, they don't have to be uh, drudgery kinds of things, but in some cases they are, as the Bible calls them, furnishes of affliction mm-hmm. that we have to go through where we wind up, or we might wind up in a hospice, or we might wind up in the hospital, or we m- might wind up under doctor's care, mm-hmm. or something like that. And I've had my share of those. I've okay. had my share of illnesses. Mm-hmm. Had bilateral knee replacement. I've mm-hmm. had some other issues that medical that are being treated right now. Mm-hmm. But the issue that uh, confronts us every time that we go through those trials is where's the hope, where's the rock that it, that steadies you in the water that you're going through in the troubled waters in this uh, desert right now mm-hmm. that you're going through right mm-hmm. now? What is the rock that keeps you solid, that keeps you on course and keeps you on track? Mm-hmm. And the answer is pretty simple. If you're a man or a woman of God, if it's not, uh, then I'm, I'm not sure what, what you hold on to, what there is yeah. to hold on to. Yeah. But uh, the, God, the God that we serve will not allow us to be overtaken by temptations. He's told us that. And he said, yeah. you know, uh, count it all joy when you get these trials. Mm-hmm. Count it joy because if you go through this and you assert yourself and you approach each one of these trials, with a positive attitude, with a biblical response, mm. that you, it will result in steadfastness. You will grow stronger. Amen. And it's that strength that, and again, you've got to do something. You just can't accept it and sit there and wallow. Be passive, right. Exactly right. Right. Uh, so we'll get those tests, and uh, when we get them, uh, I think the Bible tells us to let steadfastness have its full effect, that we may be perfect and complete. Lacking in nothing. Uh, so it's a long-winded answer to the sort of question, maybe a little upside down, but uh, the trials are many, and mm-hmm. they, they're not going to stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, we must expect them to stop. This is not all ice cream and Hershey bars. Right. 
being a Christian is more than that. So it's just whatever trials come, you go through them, deal with your faith. Yeah. Yeah. Deal with your faith. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I, I, I relate to that. Um, it's when we think life should be trial or, or uh, challenge-free challenge free. that it's so difficult. Well, that's right. And, you know, it, it's, uh, it's naive to think that uh, it is going to be day in and day out, just uh, as the trite sayings go, a bed of roses, mm-hmm. because life, the reality of life speaks to the contrary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a message, really, that it's not enough for you to keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a message that you've got to get to everybody down in the ranks, to your youngsters, to, mm-hmm. to whoever you wants to listen. Mm-hmm. It takes time to listen. Mm-hmm. I want to listen. It takes time to listen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that dialogue and that exchange. Uh, it's okay for you and I to sit up here this beautiful home and talk about all these great things that are happening and the great nice things that are happening in our lives. Excuse me, but wouldn't it be great to share that news, that good news about the gospel mm-hmm. to somebody else who doesn't know it, yeah. who doesn't for the who for the first time uh, gets a spark in their life that either you have uh, watered or nurtured or fed mm-hmm. or even planted the first drop of uh, water, the first drop of water or planted mm-hmm. the seed even and brought it along to the next level. Amen. It, yeah. It's it's heartwarming mm-hmm. and it's exciting and. Uh, so I rush the opportunity to do that, and I think if you have the opportunity to speak with uh, my youngest son, Michael, and oldest, uh, Daryl, mm-hmm. and those in between, that you'll hear the same message uh, from them, and I thank God for that. Amen. Amen. Well, our topic for today is all about being grateful, and I know, well, you and I both have loads to be grateful for. Yes, indeed. Uh, I'd love to just chat a bit about our gratitude and reflect on some of the things we're most grateful for from 2016. Um, I want to jump in here, too, but tell me, what are a few of the things that you cherish most about this year? I think when we first talked about this, Linda, I asked you if we had about a four-hour show. (laughs) Yes. And uh, I'm not sure that's even that's enough time, and for this reason. Uh, because the first thing that popped out of my uh, popped into my mind was the telephone call that I got again from uh, my young son Michael, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not uh, picking on him particularly, but because I could say the same thing about uh, the other young lads also. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey Dad, what do you think I did today? This was Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. I said, "Tell me all about it." Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, "The whole family gave their life to Christ." And it took me, uh, you know, six beats or seven or, or <laughs> ten before I could respond. Mm. When was this line? Uh, earlier in the year, I would say July mm-hmm. of this year. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard what he said, but it, it put me into a zone there that uh, was was full of joy and uh mm. And lots of tears mm-hmm. that I cried silently as I was talking with him for the rest of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And then he began to cry himself. But they were tears of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I know what it meant to him because I know what it meant to me. Mm-hmm. And so we talked for 35, you know, for an hour, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
uh, about uh, various subjects and where we where he was going from here. What's next? Son? Mm-hmm. What do you have next? And I I found out about six weeks later because he calls me up again and said, um, I hope you're not going to Antioch tomorrow. I said, I'm not. Doesn't sound like I am. <laughs> and uh, he said, great, because you'll come over here and watch all of us get baptized. Wow. And uh, so he was uh, baptized over at the First Baptist of Manassas, and uh, it was about six months after he, he gave himself uh, life to Christ. Mm-hmm. And I, I I put that at the top of all of the things Ooh. I'm grateful, but there, there are many others mm-hmm. that... Uh, Pale by comparison. That's huge. Uh, because I knew the angels were shouting at, uh, at, at the uh, act itself. And that, you know, the most important things in life are not things. Mm-hmm. And the, the most important things in life get to be fellowship and relationships with God. And to know that your youngsters have that feeling, have that you have that energy. And um, sometimes the Lord will tell me, she said, you know, how many different choirs are you in? I said, who's counting? You know, I don't know. But, but the idea is that you, you are a servant of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it's not just enough to give lip service. It's not just enough to show up on Sundays and sit up and clap your hands mm-hmm. and wave mm-hmm. a fan and mm-hmm. do first one thing and then another and then go home. You mm-hmm. know, say goodbye and how you doing? You right. look great and all that. Right. But actually, to give yourself and your service Sir. to the Lord. Yeah. So Michael has done that. He has his youngsters engaged in different uh, types of ministries down there in the uh, church that they they join. Beautiful. And it just uh, warms my heart. Yeah, that's that's huge. Yeah, that is huge in terms of a a blessing and something to be thankful for from from this year. Yeah, well, it's you know, it's there are many, there's so many songs, there's so many praise songs, there's so many songs of worship mm-hmm. that address being grateful and thanking God for what it is that He's done in your life. And I think it's over in Psalm 39. It talks about ten thousand tongues. Mm-hmm. And there's a song, several songs that talk. If I had ten thousand tongues, I couldn't thank Him enough mm-hmm. for what He's done in my life. So I, I can tell you a little another anecdote, but I. Uh, it's it's been several months, but it was first part of the year. Mm-hmm. For some unknown reason, I said, and I'm going to be leading praise and worship this morning. So I, I was trying to get myself together and read mm-hmm. the Bible, uh, and I made the statement to myself: If you have to thank the Lord for everything that He's done just today, mm-hmm. uh, how how long would it take? Just just since mm-hmm. you got up this morning. Mm-hmm. How long would it take? And so I said, okay, Lonnie, go ahead and start naming some things. Well, and I just didn't name them, but I, I, I spun it up a little bit so I didn't understand what it was that I was thinking in for. Mm-hmm. So half an hour later, I stopped. I said, "This, I'm not going to get through this today. Yeah. I, I'm gonna, and and, and I, don't, I don't know the count. That was important. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, if you really sit down and think about it, your association, your relationship with Christ you can continue to thank him for every day. And, you, and, the, and the Bible verse about 10,000 thoughts and the songs that say if I had 10,000 thoughts, I couldn't thank him enough mm-hmm. is accurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not an exaggeration for the point he has done and is doing and yeah. will do. Yeah. 
I, you know, that's one of the reasons I chose this topic because, as I mentioned, this past week I think was very challenging for a lot of people, and that is the focus. But if we just shift our focus, mm-hmm. we still have room to be grateful for so many blessings, so many blessings. Just uh, I, I challenge our listeners to, uh, as you said, just start thinking about ways that your life is blessed. Let's focus on um, things that you don't have in your life. But just thinking of a pulse, for example. (laughs) There you are right there. Just a pulse. The last breath. Yes. Uh, So you could, you know, thank you, Lord. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I, I mean, I particularly like to live in a space of gratitude. You know, my 92-year-old mom is right here upstairs. She has advanced dementia, but she's still here with me, and I'm so thankful for that. All right. Amen. That yeah. is that is one of uh, my huge blessings. Um, I'm very thankful to have a tremendously supportive husband. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when I when I think of um, possibility, I I just am tremendously grateful to have. Uh, Wait a minute. Amen. We, we we're we're put here. We humans, we earthly people are put here on earth. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, why miss a chance? Mm-hmm. And, and there are so many stories about uh, praising the Lord and giving thanks. Mm-hmm. And particularly one when he was uh, going into Jerusalem just yeah. a week before his death, and he yeah. said. The people are crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, and his disciples said, uh, well, they're making too much noise. We should hold them down. Don't make all this noise. Mm-hmm. It's uh, oh, great, Hosanna. No, don't shush them. If they don't praise me, the rocks, the rocks will cry out. And, again, uh, another statement that you hear all the time over and over and over, but uh, I'm going to praise him. And I pray the Lord that uh, my youngsters and all those around our family mm-hmm. uh, keep growing in that intensity of their praise. You know, in the intensity, and and I'm going to just say too to our listeners, it's not only it's not only uh, necessary, but it's like a boomerang yeah. of more yeah. blessings when you give praise when you recognize and you get intentional with yeah. your praise, yeah. uh, God just showers down more and more blessings. Yeah. Amen. And Amen. I think that's what that quote was about. When you focus on what you have and you're thankful for that, yeah. you you live in an abundant spirit. Yeah. But when you focus on, as you said, things, things you don't have and, and live in that spirit of lack, you you are trying to fill up a gaping hole, so to speak, mm-hmm. with things, and that's not the, the place that you're going to find. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's not the place that you're going to find contentment. And you may have heard me say in the past that you act like the spirit that you feed. Mm-hmm. And that 
chasm in very nice what you just said. Mm-hmm. You are in the Bible, in the Word, associate yourself with other Christians, and you're in that type of an atmosphere uh, for, for most of the time. I mean, it's not going to be 100%, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that's, that's, that's where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the good things and the honorable things and the uh, nice things that the Bible talks about, mm-hmm. all the kinds of things that will exceed to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I look forward to getting our uh, listeners in on, on that part of the discussion. Um, I want to just look at the holidays for a minute. Hard to believe, but the holidays are upon us. Yeah. Now, do you do you take a pause at the holidays, Lonnie, or do you go nonstop with events and celebrations and shopping and gift buying and all the trappings of the season? Where do you land in there? Well, I, I think it's uh, there. There are some seasons that uh, a function of, of my season in life. But early on, the holidays uh, were kind of uh, fast and furious. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were things to do and places to go that I thought were important, mm-hmm. and we tried to get them all done mm-hmm. uh, within our uh, within our means. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so those kinds of things have gone by the wayside. Since most of the youngsters are now out on their own, mm-hmm. on their own, and you know they're living grandkids around and one great around and one great on the way, mm-hmm. and so now their families. Well, let's take care of the things that we should take care of mm-hmm. ourselves. Uh, but one thing that has happened, which is which is a blessing to us, we welcome everybody into our home on certain holidays, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas or both. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of the way we grew up. That's the way I grew up. Mm-hmm. My mom did it, and she invited all. She had all the family in. Not just the immediate family, but extended family in mm-hmm. during those times. For me and for Dolores, uh, we had passed the baton okay. to the next generation. Okay. <laughs> and so our daughters and well, not our daughters, but our sons and their wives, their mm-hmm. spouses, and even relatives that call us auntie and uncle, mm-hmm. but they're not really related, uh, blood related. Um, we were over their house now. Okay. So we, we, we put our feet under their table. Amen. Amen. Uh, we go and see friends now. And so we have some plans like that scheduled for the holidays. Okay. But, you know, the, the key about uh, the pastor says it all the time, uh, Christmas is that if you don't keep Christ in it, then it's not Christmas. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what we do, and we make sure that uh, on Christmas, the week of Christmas, during Christmas, during mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, that Christ is first. It can't mm-hmm. be any other way. Amen. Uh, and I didn't start off like that. Mm-hmm. That, that. That came around in my learning and growing. Mm-hmm. But it's it's certainly that way now. Uh, lots of lots of great uh, stories about Christmas and Christmas trees. Uh, one that I'll share with you and try not to bore you with it. That um, I was uh, the head Christmas tree builder one night. <laughs> and we had 25 or 30 people there at the house. And the night before, I set up the tree and laid out presents. And mm-hmm. uh, during Christmas evening, after church, and after we had prayed, everybody was around, and we all gathered for the handing out of gifts. Mm-hmm. 
So that was paper all over the floor, mm-hmm. very multicolored paper and talking and music going and jingle bells and all of that. After the tree had been emptied, there was something from, from, the, from the bottom of the tree, there was something right at the base of the tree that someone picked out, as I hoped they would. Mm-hmm. A 7-Eleven wrapper. Okay. And it looked like a hot dog wrapper. Okay. <laughs> and where my wife is, I know she's laughing now. This was a joke on her. So there's a 7-Eleven wrapper. So someone in their room said, Lonnie, when you were putting the tree up last night, I guess you got hungry, you went to 7-Eleven, got your hot dog, but you left a wrapper under the tree. <laughs> uh, then someone else went over. I said, well, I'm going to look at it. I tried to ignore it, but someone else looked at it. Turns out that it had Dolores' name on it. But wait a minute. Uh, Aunt Dolores, this has your name on it. And, of course, she was shocked at that. <laughs> um, within a second, she had the 7-Eleven wrapper and opened it up. And I don't know. That was 5 or $10. And <laughs> one dollar bill. So it made it look like it was a lot. <laughs> but, you know, that's, to me, you know, a simple gesture like that mm-hmm. is better than even though Doris might not agree with a mink coat or a diamond ring, which I couldn't afford. Mm-hmm. But the idea of family being there to share in the moment and yeah. laugh and have fun yeah. and praise God for the gifts, whatever they were, that mm-hmm. you did or did not get. Yeah. And so that's that's my take. That's, that's Christmas to me. That's mm-hmm. the spirit. That's the spirit I grew up with down mm-hmm. at, uh, at Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, you know, I, it's something I remember about Christmas, and Doris and I were talking about this yesterday, in fact. There were always a lot of uh, instructions around Christmas, uh, and it came from everybody who was, who was older than we were. Uh, you know, don't do that. Uh, when you go over there, keep your hands in your lap. Uh, mm-hmm. Put one hand on the table and put one, <laughs> put one on top of the table. If they, uh, if they offer you a piece of candy... Don't take it. <laughs> Don't ask to go to the bathroom. Don't do all of those things before you leave. Uh-huh. We always got instructions before we went to visit our relatives uh-huh. at that time. But all of that is part of what right now causes our grandkids, grandkids now, who are some of which are in age 15, mm-hmm. but many of them are like 20, 21 years old, to reach back and remember the kinds of things that we were telling them about as they were growing up. Mm-hmm. And and they they can't wait for Christmas, and they can't wait not to get a present, mm-hmm. but for the fellowship mm-hmm. or sitting mm-hmm. down around the table. Yes, the story. Uh, you get to go to the little table in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it was always mm-hmm. an instruction. No, you go out there. Mm-hmm. Or, or you, it's your turn to clean up. Yeah. It's your... Well, we went through all that, mm-hmm. and, of course, we have passed all those <laughs> And they, too, will pass them on, I'm sure. I'm sure. As soon as they're eligible. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's sweet memories um, that you remind me. Yes, I remember the do's and don'ts and, you know, the times that you can come into the living room. You can't come into the living room, even if you're awake, because you're waking up early on Christmas morning, but you can't come in before a certain time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but it's good to see that transition and to see the, the youngsters uh, taking hold, uh, not just the material things, mm-hmm. but, you know, 
the holding hand mm-hmm. around the room. And uh, it's it's nice that you're when you know the excuse me, fifteen or twenty people are holding hands around the room, and the Lily's voice that you hear is a grandbaby saying Amen. And and it's it's nice to hear stories like. Uh, my son calling me up and saying, hey, Dad, guess what happened today? Again, another one of those guess what happened mm-hmm. stories. Um, when they asked me how to pray, mm-hmm. and I said, I said, okay, it's a great question. Mm-hmm. At the time, he was eight. Uh, he's nine now, but mm-hmm. at the time, he, he said, I don't want the Lord to lay me down to sleep right mm-hmm. now. I, I know I do that. He's got that. I'm, I, I, I've got that down. That's what I want. I want the one that you and mom pray. And I said, well, okay, what was your answer? I was, <laughs> I, I want to learn something. <laughs> he said, no. He said, uh, Grant, just talk with him just like you're talking with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, the backstory is after that, I mean, it took him uh, just a little bit longer to pray after that because it was a very inclusive prayer. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I love talking to you, Lenny, always. I always learn a lot. I'm inspired. Um, I want to invite listeners to join our conversation. Um, we'd love to hear out there, listeners, what are you most grateful for from 2016? Call us about anything you've heard on today's broadcast. And if we're lucky, some of our past wonderful guests may call in as well um, and share some of their end-of-year thoughts and some of the things they're grateful for. So call us right now at 1-646-716-9397. Again, that's 1-646-716-9397 to join our conversation. As we wait for callers, um, you know, what you were talking about in terms of Christmas and the meaning and the how essential it is that we keep Christ in Christmas. That saying is something that, you know, we can take very lightly or we can really take it to heart. And, you know, I try to, you know, not just at Thanksgiving, but I try to consider this entirely a holy season. From the time we start to really turn our attention to Thanksgiving and being about reflecting on and giving thanks for the blessings of the year, But throughout the season where we uh, stop and celebrate that Christ, through the divine providence, comes into the world as an infant. Sure, absolutely. So I think this season is uh, worth the pause, worth the, you know, thinking through the real meaning of it, if we just Uh, Carve out a little space, carve out a little time to think about it. Amen. Amen. What What are you most, or what do you most look forward to about the coming holy season, Lonnie? The the quick answer is um, related to 
Veterans Day preaching it just about there the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, Chaplain Black came by and stopped by and he said that his boss, the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. asked him to tell Antioch to finish the race. Mm-hmm. And that resonated with me and it has since then. Uh, and it also dates back to something that Dad used to talk to me about when I was just a youngster. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Dad's words, it was, leave something better than you found it. Mm. Love that. And um, it it didn't mean a lot to me you know, when I was five and six mm-hmm. years old. But as I matured into high school and as I did different chores around the house and mm-hmm. as people asked me to do things, that thought, came to my mind, mm-hmm. and I said, okay, I think one day it clicked, and I think, I think I've got it, and so for, for the next season, I, I'm going to ensure and redouble my efforts to, to finish the race, mm-hmm. to finish what I started, to uh, not just say to the Lord uh, on any one particular day, that I'm going to be better at that, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do more of that, Mm -hmm. I'm going to exercise more, Mm -hmm. or whatever those I'm going to are, Mm -hmm. and finish those races. Mm -hmm. With this knowledge that whatever it is that goes on out here in the world, there's nothing out there that I can't finish because God is still out there in control. Absolutely. All of the things that are going on Maybe just stumble blocks, and we may fall along the wayside. Mm-hmm. But His guidance, His hand, the shadow—we are in the shadow of His hand at all times. He is ordering our steps at all times. All these old songs at the end of the church that everybody sings—they're true. Mm-hmm. The words are true. Mm-hmm. And so, how do I now translate all those things into action? Action. Yeah. And so, you know. The Almighty Father, before the beginning of time, he he started off. I mean, go back to Genesis. Mm-hmm. What does it say? Uh, in the beginning, God. Mm. And then it went on from there. Every chapter, every verse of the Bible, where God was out there doing something for the benefit of mankind. Amen. Amen. And that's that's the spirit. If, if that spirit were in every man, woman, and child. What a great world it would be. And wouldn't it be great if everyone had the spirit of Christmas all year round? I I mean that's you know, that's not uh, prolific, it's just the truth. The yeah. people that yeah, they're well <laughs> until you know, until Black Friday when they get <laughs> you know, when everybody's tempers are short and all of that. But <laughs> But the attitudes that, that you see that to start to build up, and by and large, generalizing, um, I understand that, mm-hmm. uh, that are very positive during this time of the year that may mm-hmm. not be so after uh, after the holiday season ends. And I and don't let me get caught up in that trap after the Christmas season. After the Christmas season ends, yeah. yeah. You know, I speaking of that, it made me think of how I noticed, you know, the just what you're saying, the spirit changes to being giving and noticing yeah. needs yeah. of others. Yeah. 
more than we do at any other time yeah. of the year. Hearts are softer. Hearts are softer. We have the food drives that go on, baskets. We think of we think of the less fortunate yeah. in the holiday season, and I I love and I'll hold on to that thought of what if we would take that spirit yeah. throughout the year. Oh, Lord. You know, I will say you also make me think of one of my core values is not just having faith, but having an active faith yeah. where I have yeah. to do something sure. with the faith. I have to, you know, not see the results, not know exactly how it's going to turn out, but I have to take action. Amen. And Amen. I agree. I invite, I invite our callers to think about this holiday season in that same regard. We have a caller who is joining us. Um, a caller, caller at 478-714-PREFIX. Press one and you're on live with us. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. I just called to say, first of all, to you, happy anniversary. Oh, thank what a great you. accomplishment, a great accomplishment. And thank your guest today for sharing some wonderful, wonderful insight. As always, the show is a blessing, and the information received is a blessing. I am oh. one, of your, um, one of your previous guests, and yeah. I just wanted to... <laughs> yes, audience, this is one of my previous guests, and I remember, um, I'm going to share that when you were on the show, our topic was about forgiveness. That's this right. This is Angela. That's right. Yes. Go oh, ahead. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. Do it. <laughs> doing great, doing great. Um, and just great. wanted to also... Um, share what I'm thankful for in this year, you know, I'm thankful for the ability to be thankful. Um, mm. There are so, so many things that I could list that I'm thankful for, but, you know, because in the big scheme of things, sure, you can find little things to complain about, but in comparison, mm-hmm. they are null and void. You know, yeah. me, my entire family, we all have our life, our health, and our strength, and mm-hmm. we've not experienced any serious illness or death. It's just so, so much to be thankful for. But when I was on mm-hmm. your show, um, if the audience remember, my topic was um, forgiveness. It was on forgiveness, mm-hmm. but I started out with F to the third power where I have favor, faith, and forgiveness. So I am very, very, very grateful that I am still walking in favor. I still have strong faith. I am still forgiving, and I am still being forgiven. So, so grateful. And to you and to your guests and to your listening audience, I would just encourage everybody to keep on keeping on because God still has his hand on us. Amen. Oh, that is so beautiful, Ange. Thank you for reminding us of F to the third power, faith, a favor, faith, and forgiveness. 
Because that that is so beautifully stated, and um, I was about to ask Lonnie about, you know, I just appreciate when you are living in great faith and in active faith in your life. Um, I was about to ask Lonnie, but I would love to ask you too, um, Uh what would you tell listeners, you know, it's been almost a year since you've been on the show, and just with your experience of year, what would you tell listeners who may not have a relationship with Christ right now? What would you suggest? Hmm. Well, my my heart goes out, and, and that is my, that is one of my deep, deep um, conversations and communion with God is for all people, because I know the word says that he desires to lose not one, and he mm-hmm. has made all of us disciples to go out and preach the word and to extend your hand mm-hmm. to draw draw others in to increase his kingdom. So that is one of my mm-hmm. deepest concerns is for those who don't know the Lord or don't have a relationship with God. If there's yes. anyone out there who who is in that position and they are desiring, they are desiring, they've got to get in tune with their inner self because that is where the Holy Spirit resides. And mm-hmm. if they can just search, just just take some time away from the busy world, find a quiet place, some quiet mm-hmm. time. And he is right there waiting you know, he doesn't make you, but he is waiting. And if you have that desire, he will answer that call. So you've got mm-hmm. to search within yourself and block the rest of the world out at some point to allow that connection to take place. And it will happen. And for anyone who is out there and don't have that relationship with the Lord and you're not even seeking or desiring it, I encourage those who are walking in Christ to pray continuously, all the time, mm-hmm. pray. Pray for those lost souls because the word of God is true. He does not want to lose any. And I see yeah. lost souls just like I see my blood relation. I wouldn't want them to lose this world without mm-hmm. having a relationship with God. And so I don't want anyone to lose this, leave this world without having that relationship. Amen. Amen. That's God's will. That's Amen. God's desire for us. You know, you 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 summed that up so beautifully, Ange, in terms of for those of us who are believers to pray for those who do not know Christ yet. I think our fervent prayer, you know, can break through in some ways. And I and I really appreciate your saying that they need to search themselves and then carve out that space, that the the moment so that you can meet the Holy Spirit inside just 
he's waiting for us. Let me add that some of the conversations that I have uh, with a new person that I meet, mm-hmm. you know, in some ways I think I'm actually seeking to find out if, if where they are. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly if they're uh, people that I haven't seen in a while, and maybe even a family member that I haven't seen mm-hmm. in some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, there's one case of that where I, I, I determined this particular uh, cousin mm-hmm. uh, said he was not a man of God. And mm-hmm. there's the Holy Spirit is working Amen. in that area. Uh Pastor said something the other day too that uh, stuck with me. When go back to that question when you asked a little earlier, mm-hmm. and that is with all the things that are going on in the world and all of the different t- people and things that are tugging and uh, tugging us in different directions. God is up to something. Amen. He's always been up to something. He will always be up to something, and you just you just wait on it, and and He'll be there. Uh, we just have to be ready to defend our faith if the question comes up. Mm-hmm. Are we in the Word? Can we sit there and intelligently have a conversation mm-hmm. that is not convincing anybody of anything, but really takes them to the Word so they can see the Word and they can read it for themselves? Amen. But you got it. Without you trying to sell it like a encyclopedia uh, self. Mm-hmm. Here it is. You can read it yourself. Yes. Can you afford to take the chance that I'm wrong? There is no God. That's right. That's and, right. And so uh, when I when I have someone that uh, is in my radar screen and we go through the hello, how are you, and how's everything, and all right, well, what church do you go to, and so mm-hmm. forth. Well, I'm not really associated with the church right now. Well, let me invite you over to. So the conversation may go in a lot of different directions. Mm-hmm. But if you aren't if you aren't ready, if you don't have the full armor, if you aren't ready to fend off the flaming arrows, yeah. Yeah, you won't be ready for that conversation. Very true. Very true. Thank you, Ange, for bringing up, you know, kind of uh, reminding us of our charge as believers Amen. to be in prayer for yeah. people who know the Lord um, and, and to any of our listeners who may not be in relationship with Christ uh, at this time to search yourself. Seek him um, carving out the space, asking for the presence of the Holy Spirit to be revealed. It's powerful. Thank you. Thank you, Ange. I appreciated I appreciated your uh, call and uh, happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving to you all. Okay. The time always goes so fast um, in this broadcast. Lonnie, I want to I want to ask about a fun thing. What's a what's something as you look to the new year that will be here before we know it? What is a fun experience um, on your bucket list or that you're looking forward to having next year? Go to Hawaii. There you have it. He's on the record. <laughs> I can tell you, it's a, it's a location that's very idyllic. In fact, I saw a picture a little while ago of Spike uh, bass against uh, Diamond Head, and it just took me back to a couple of trips uh, before uh, something the Lord's I've been discussing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
that's up in it uh, on our list. Uh, another place, actually, and so I'm talking about really travel. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, one of the Alaskan cruises, things like that. So those mm-hmm. are those are fun kind of things. But mm-hmm. I I so much as uh, most folks know enjoy the gospel that's uh, transferred in song in addition mm-hmm. to the preach word. Mm-hmm. And so I I pray that I'll be able to continue to have fun as we sing the praises of the songs of Zion. Amen. Amen. Let me put in a plug for my very, very favorite, Hold to God's Unchanging Hand. <laughs> my very, very favorite um, and you all do a beautiful job with it. Amen. Um, I I thought I'd ask you, um, what is your heart's desire for the new year, if there is such a thing? I mean, is there just any yearning on your heart that you would like to come, like to see in the new year? Well, there are there are some things that are direct related to the uh, vocation and advocation of, of our youngsters, of mm-hmm. course, and, and uh, my youngsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been very blessed to have uh, landed uh, on their feet, as I call it. Uh, <laughs> they have uh, families uh, growing and prospering, mm-hmm. and all of this uh, is the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I... I I pray and I trust that the Holy Spirit will continue to bless the family, mm-hmm. and and I'm talking about at the macro level and the micro mm-hmm. level that mm-hmm. bless the family and their undertakings and uh, give them safety and whatever it is that they are engaged in, mm-hmm. wherever it is around the world, yes. and the positions of great responsibility. Uh, God has given them the means to be in those positions and that they will be able to deliver that as a godly man or a godly woman. Amen. Amen. Um, well, as I said earlier, it's it's so special to reach this milestone of um, the broadcast that's been going for a year. This is the 24th episode um, and I don't know anyone that I would have been rather shared this experience with than you because oh. you sat with me for the very first uh, show a year ago. Amen. <laughs> um, I have, uh, I feel, been blessed tremendously. One of my uh, special reflections of this year is all of the guests that have taken the time and um, come and share it so authentically and beautifully like you have today and like you did at the beginning of the broadcast. Oh, my. Oh, my. Thank you for for being my brother and just for how you've encouraged me in this work all year. Greatly appreciate it. Well, let me, let me look, look in the mirror and uh, say that, the reflection really should bounce back to you uh, because without your vision or the things that we're going to talk about, things that uh, in your mind 
are appropriate for the for the general public, that are appropriate for a wide, broad audience, are right on target. Because when it gets right down to it, uh, the people who are struggling with something every day, even the ones that are not struggling with something every day, have to be grounded in something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, although the ground is sinking, sinking sand, sand. Christ is solid rock. I stand, Amen. and and that's that's your message that there is hope for those that mm-hmm. uh, that look for it, that reach out for it. It's there. Yeah. Uh, God will meet you where you are, and uh, grow you from there. And it it's going to be um, a journey that's going to be uh, have some pitfalls in it and some stumbling in it, but in the end, we win. In the end, we win. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I love I love those thoughts. And audience, I hope you um, have just taken a moment to focus on being grateful in this hour. Um, if you stopped to do that or if you didn't, I challenge you to step back for a moment and just reflect on where you were this time last year and where you are today. And I guarantee you, you will come up with some things to say thank you, God, for. Yes, amen. (laughs) Um, My brother Lonnie, I just pray that God will continue to keep you and abundantly bless you for all that you give and how you wholeheartedly serve and love others. Glory, 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 glory to God. Amen. Thank you. Um, To all of our listeners and past guests, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Your presence, your participation, and support have greatly encouraged me as a host as we celebrate today. Stay with us the rest of 2016 and as we go into 2017. Share the link for the show with someone you know who could use some uplift and encouragement. Our next broadcast is December 6th, right here at 12 noon, when my guest will be Mr. Curtis Taylor, a retired colonel from the United States Army and a musician extraordinaire. I pray that you are already in the spirit of gratitude and that this Thanksgiving it will be an overflow of blessings and love for you and your families. Thanks again for joining today's celebration. Until next time, happy Thanksgiving and stay blessed. Amen. <laughs>